Hey, Gary Raven. Yes, Daryl Spicer. We're going to pick up some of these listeners. We're going to go for a ride in the big old store-bought truck. <laughs> and let them hear some of the strange critters we get to hang out with. Now, wouldn't that be an awesome program? <laughs> that would be an awesome program. But we, we are so blessed and honored to hang out with some wonderful people that are in ministry in their own right, and we get to tag along with them. So, folks, get on board. Let's go for a ride in this big old truck. They're going to hear some great music. They're going to hear some great preaching. And some great testimonies. So, get on board. Let's go for a ride in this big old truck. up driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's a lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have the white line fever till the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue mag Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day That's Dennis McKay, the McKay Project, singing that for you. He loves getting in the cab with us. Hey, drivers, we're just going to have fun with you, and we're going to share some uh, great music that we love, and I hope you love it, too. We're going to play one off our Lonesome Road, Volume 1. It's called Taking Me Home, and this song actually went to number one. This was the McKay Project's very first number one hit song on the charts. And this is Dennis McKay singing it for you. And drivers, you got to understand something. A lot of these songs you're going to hear on this program 
was written by Gary Rayburn. Now, he's very modest, but and he's not a songwriter. He'll tell you that real quick. But the Lord has helped him write these songs because he has the heart of a truck driver. That's right, Darrell. We're just going to have a great, great program. And I'll tell you what, we encourage you drivers to call us and let us know what you think. Our phone numbers, we're going to put them out there. I'll give you my cell phone number. It's 618-383-2107. Our website is lonesomeroad.org. And uh, Daryl's phone number is? 615-663-3199. My full-time gig, if you want to call it that, is Senior Chaplain with Channel 21 Ministries. And our website is channel21ministries.com. You can also find us on Facebook, along with Lonesome Road Ministries on Facebook. And the McKay Projects, they're also on Facebook. We are real techie ministries for for a bunch of low techs. (laughs) That's right. So we're going to put this song on for you called Taking Me Home. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Taking Me Home. A sad old song when you whopper singing along take me This old road 
never seems to end But it's taken me Dennis and Leslie McKay with the McKay Projects out of Columbus, Mississippi. And that song is so awesome about taking me home. You know, the old cliche, uh, home is where the heart is. Well, some of you drivers are in your home. You drive up and down that road, you don't have a home. That is your home. And I've, I've got some chaplains that work out there on the road. They're gone all the time. That's their home. And they're just happy as a pig in mud. You know, they just they enjoy it. And some of you, you're trying to get home to your wife, kids, family. And it's lonesome. And so we just want to be out there with you drivers riding up and down the road, try to cheer you up, pick you up. That's the reason we're in the cab with you right now is to help you out there on that old lonesome road. And we get lots of phone calls, emails, messages on Facebook, text messages. We get all kinds of messages from folks out there all across the country. And it's not just truck drivers that we're reaching out there. I got a great message on Facebook this week I want to share with you. And it says, Hi, I do not know you, but I just want to say I was saved at the age of 13 years old, listening to your song, Midnight in My Life. I recently went through something tough, and the Lord put that song on my heart, and I'm wondering, is there any way I can purchase this CD? I'd be so blessed to be able to listen to this song every day. God bless, Rebecca. I got on Rebecca's Facebook page, and I seen where she was married now, so this has been several, several years ago that she got saved at the age of 13. And yes, Rebecca, this one's for you. Here is Midnight in My Life off of our Lonesome Road Volume 1 CD, The McKay Project, Dennis and Leslie McKay singing it for you, Midnight in My Life. Anyway 
job And took one last look around Man, it seemed like only yesterday When we laid her in the ground Just then a man appeared beside me Yeah, he took me by surprise He wore a long white robe and sandals And there was something about his eyes He said, put your faith in me, friend And know I really care I can heal the blind, make the lame to walk And I can take your dark despair Yeah, and it was midnight in my life And I had never been so blue If you could count the stars in heaven That's the tears I've cried for you Being left down here so lonesome Is a pain that I can't bear Yeah, it's midnight in my life There's no light anywhere It was midnight in my life The tears I've cried for you Being left down here so lonesome That's a pain that I can't bear When it was midnight in my life Jesus showed me he still cares bless you for writing to us and I hope you got the CDs I mailed to you and all you have to do friends is ask and we will mail you some of our free CDs that will help you wherever you're at and we just finished our threefold chord conference here in Carmi boy I'll tell you we had a great time we had a great turnout we had folks from all over the country and all over this area show up to this conference and man did we have a wonderful time. Great testimonies, great music, and just a little bit of preaching. And we're going to have just a little bit of preaching for you today. A message that I got to preach at my home church, Trinity Assembly of God Church recently. And the message is titled, We Can. And I'll tell you what, friends, if we would work together, there's nobody that we can't reach so here's the message, we can.
Scripture today is in Romans chapter 4, verse 16. I'm just going to jump into this. I'm ready to get out of the boat and get going. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 says, So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is, that is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Oh, I like that. Father, I do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Lord, and I, I do pray that this message today that you've given me will sink deep into the hearts of this congregation, not only this congregation, but people all across this country that will hear it by CD, by radio, however means, Internet. Lord, we just pray for each and every person that uh, hears this message, Lord. Touch their hearts and change them, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love that scripture, uh, the promise is received by faith. We've all got a measure of faith, don't we? Some of us uh, may be the size of a mustard seed, but even with that much faith, we can move mountains. So it's given as a free gift. Man, I like a free gift. Who doesn't like to get a free gift? We all do, don't we? And we all are certain to receive it. And I like that because all means all, and that's all it means. That's the Greek version there. So this scripture is, and on and on, Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scripture means when God told him, I've made you the father of many nations. And this happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. Man, God brought Jesus back to life for us. He can bring us back to life because many of us are sitting here dead because we're not doing nothing for him. But he has a plan. He has a purpose for us. Verse 18, even when there is no reason for hope, Abraham kept on hoping. We need to keep on hoping for whatever God has called us to do, whatever he's speaking to us, we can do it. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. Abraham kept on hoping that he would become the father of many nations. And guess what? He did. If we will keep on believing, keep on trusting. Uh, 19, and Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about a 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in his believing God's promise. He didn't waver. He believed what God had promised him, and that's what we have to do. We have to believe what God is promising us. God has many promises for us, and they're all throughout the Bible. So we got to keep on keeping on. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit. Our benefit. That's cool. Assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. I love that. I love that scripture. And chapter 5, if you go on and read chapter 5, it goes on to tell us with faith comes joy. No matter what problem, what trial, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what problem or trial comes our way. God, our Father, is right there to help us run the race. We can do it. We can finish the race. Whatever God has called us to do. God's promises are ours. The Bible is full of them. If we sell out to him, all these promises in the Bible are ours, each and every one of us. Joshua twenty three fourteen says, Not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. All these promises in the Bible are ours 
for the asking. The Bible's full of promises, more than enough. You know, I've I, I done a Google search for promises of God, and I come up with all kinds of different things. Uh, one commentary said uh, over 3,000. One said uh, 7,652 or something like that. Man, he had it right down. And then one, But then another one said over 8,000. But I got, I got my own theory on this, and I say God has promises that are more than enough. More than we could ever need. That covers however many he's got. Thousands and thousands of them. And uh, they're all ours if we just ask God. Hebrews 13.5. God promises he will never leave us or forsake us. And Deuteronomy 31.6. God promises he will never leave us or forsake us. In 1 John 2.25. And this is the promise that he has promised us. Eternal life. God promises us eternal life. If we will just confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. Isaiah 49, 25, for I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. God has promised us salvation for our children. Man, that's a promise from God, and he don't go back on his promises. Every promise that he gives us is fulfilled. Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That's a promise from God. God promises each and every one of us a new heart if we just ask. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God has promised us forgiveness. He will forgive us for whatever sin that you've committed. There is no sin that God can't forgive. We see that in the Bible. He's forgiven murderers, adulterers, you name it. God has forgiven them. And he was forgiven us for the same sins if we will just ask. All we got to do is ask. And God also promises our sins will be removed from us. In Psalms 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west. Listen, if you go east, start going east, no matter how many times you go around this globe, you're always going to be going east. That's eternity. God is going to cast our sins to eternity. He promises that our sins will be buried. In Micah 7.19, he will... He will again have compassion on us and he and will subdue our iniquities. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. That sounds impossible. But guess what? In Luke 18, 27, God said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. There's nothing too hard for God. He can do it. God is speaking to each and every one of us today. You know, hearing the voice of God. I know we've all heard the voice of God. And there's times when we're searching and wanting to hear the voice of God, and we just can't seem to break through sometimes. Uh, Tony Mack McMullen, he told a story one time on one of our CDs out there about, uh, you know, years and years ago, there was a, they used to have ice houses uh, before refrigerators, you know. Some of you probably don't remember that. Some of you may. <laughs> but uh, what they did was they built these ice houses, and they made them real, real thick walls and no windows and in the wintertime, they would cut out blocks of ice and uh, drag them into these ice houses and put them in these ice houses and fill it up with sawdust, and, and it would store the whatever you wanted to in your in your ice house. And one day, there was a bunch of men working, and they'd been in the ice house, and uh, one of them lost his watch, one of these fancy 
watches with a chain on it, you know. And uh, they, it was a valuable watch. And they searched and they searched and they searched. And they couldn't find that watch nowhere. And they, then they decided to take a lunch break. They all sat down for lunch, and this little boy, he snuck into the ice house. And after about 15 minutes, he come out of there swinging that watch. They said, how in the world did you find that watch? He said, it was easy. I just laid down in there in the sawdust. And after a while, I heard tick, tick. And it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. And pretty soon I just reached over and picked up the watch. Sometimes we got to get alone with God. Uh, Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. That's what we got to do. Uh, Pastor Lee was taking his brother-in-law back to Centralia the other day. I sa- and I asked him, uh, I said, well, you had some windshield time. Did you get the chance to listen to one of our CDs out there? That uh he said, no. He said, I didn't. I said, we talked all the way to Centralia, and then on the way back, I needed some alone time with God. He just wanted to shut everything off and hear from God. And that's that's what we have to do, too, sometimes. The CDs are great. They'll help you. But then sometimes we just got to turn everything off and listen to God and see what he's telling us. Because we need that time, too, that alone time. Hearing the voice of God. How many people in here has heard the voice of God? Yeah, we all have, I think. Abraham, he heard the voice of God. Genesis chapter 15 and and verse 1 said, uh, Sometime later the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you. Your reward will be great. God spoke to Abraham and told him he's going to protect him. God speaks to each and every one of us. When he calls us to do something, he is going to protect us. He will be with us. He will help us. He will make it possible. Matter of fact, he can make possible what is impossible. And in verse 5, I like verse 5 in Genesis 1 or 15. says, Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. I'll tell you, when we have faith... When God sees our faith, he is ready to move in our direction. He's ready to do what he has said he will do in our lives. How do you know when God's speaking and telling you to do something? I've been asked that many, many, many times. How do you know? That's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, I've heard, I've heard uh, a voice tell me to do something sometimes, and I think, now, is that God? Sometimes you just got to step out and do it, and you'll find out if it's God. Because when it is God, you'll see miracles happen. I know when God spoke to me, he came to me in a dream, in a vision, to start a tape ministry in 1999. And I struggled and struggled and struggled with that. I guarantee you one thing, I know it was God because it would not go away. He would not quit speaking to me about this. And that's another way that you know that it's God. And I finally surrendered and said, okay, God, I'll start the tape ministry. When we know that we know that we know, that's when we go. That's when we move and see what God's going to do with our lives. He's got bigger plans than we could ever dream, hope, or imagine, and for whatever he's calling each one of us to do, bigger than we could ever think. When he told me to start this tape ministry, I had no idea what he was getting ready to do. Matter of fact, if I had known what he was going to do, I'd have probably never started it. It was too big. It's too big. I can't handle it. I can't. I got a video I want to show you here in a minute. Uh, it's about... Uh, Dick and Judy Hoyt had a little boy named Rick in 1962. As a result of oxygen deprivation to Rick's brain at the time of his birth, Rick was diagnosed as a spastic quadriplegic 
with cerebral palsy. Dick and Judy were advised to put him in an institution. There was no chance for him to recover and little hope that Rick could ever have any kind of normal life at home. Well, Dick and Judy had no part of that. That was their boy. For good, bad, or whatever, he was their son. They wasn't going to institutionalize him. Matter of fact, they started fighting to try to include him in community, sports, education, school, workplace. They wouldn't give up, and they wouldn't quit. Dick and Judy soon soon realized that little Ricky, although he couldn't walk or speak, as they would walk around the room, his eyes would follow him everywhere. There was a little boy inside there. So they started figuring out, how in the world can we get little Ricky to talk? So they got this idea that they, this was about 1972, I think. He was 10 years old. And uh, they went to this uh, big Tufts University in Massachusetts. They was from Massachusetts. And uh, they talked them into building them a computer that little Ricky could learn the alphabet and speak to him, typing out things on the computer. And so they built this computer. It cost them $5,000 in 1972. Now, let me tell you, $5,000 in 1972 was a whole lot of money. But little Ricky learned how to, they'd already taught him the alphabet, and they got that computer home, and uh, they was both very excited about, wonder what the first uh, words little Ricky will say. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. That was what some of the words they thought he might say. So the time came for him to type out the first words. He said, go Bruins. You see, Dick, his dad, was a hockey fan, and he loved the Boston Bruins. And they was in the playoffs that year, and him and his dad spent all their time watching the Boston Bruins, and, and little Ricky had become a hockey fan just like his dad. In 1975, at the age of 13, Rick was finally admitted into public school. In 1977, Rick told his father one day uh, that he would la- wanted to participate in a five-mile benefit run for a lacrosse player who had been paralyzed in an accident. Far from being a long-distance runner, Dick agreed to push Rick in the wheelchair in this five-mile run. Well, everybody figured, well, you know, he'll go up to about a block and then he'll turn around and come back. But he didn't do that. They finished the five-mile race. After the race, Rick told his father, Dad, when I'm running, it feels like I'm not even handicapped. Ricky was running that race, too. And that started a plight for them doing races all over the country, Ironman races. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We, we can do all things through Christ. No matter what he is calling us to do as a church, as an individual, whatever it is, we can do it. We can do it. Uh, Ricky went on to graduate high school, graduated college, has his own apartment, lives on his own now, has a job. There's nothing we can't do if we just ask God. That father pushing that son, that's a picture of God. And us, we're little Ricky. We're in the wheelchair. We can't do nothing without God. We can't even breathe. We don't get our next breath. We don't even wake up in the morning. Pastor Lee said it, without God. But if we trust in God, if we believe, there's nothing, nothing that we can't do. Nothing. I have a vision. I have a dream. God has planted in me. 
about this ministry that we do, reaching people all over the world. Pastor Lee's got a vision of reaching this block, reaching this community, and now we're going to reach not only this area, but all across the country, around the world. Through the CDs, through the radio programs that we're doing, we can, if we work together, we can reach this community, we can reach this block. There's nothing that we can't do if we'll just let God lead us and guide us. Nothing. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. <laughs> I want to be happy. Anybody in here want to be happy? Then we got to put God first in everything that we do and get a vision for where he's going to take us. And guess what? We will outgrow that vision. I promise you that. Because you can't dream as big as God can deliver. You just can't do it. I found that out in myself. God gave me a vision for a tape ministry. I thought, wow, I can't do that. But when I started, it's gone beyond anything that I could have ever dreamed or hoped for. You know, we've given away over 2 million free CDs, tapes, cassettes since uh, October 2000 when I started my first tape ministry. Over 2 million. Now, if God would have said, I'm, I'm going to do this and you're going to give away millions of CDs, I'd have said, I know that ain't God because <laughs> I'm not capable. And I'm not. But with God, there's nothing that we can't do. Nothing. Helen Keller was uh, asked one time, you, you all know who Helen Keller was, she was asked one time, what would be worse than being born blind? She replied, to have sight without vision. Man, we got to get a vision of where God's going to take us, and we got to work toward it. And then when we get there, guess what? God's going to raise us up to a new level, even higher than we ever thought or dreamed possible. I promise you that. The courage of a vision is to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The courage of a vision is to say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Courage of a vision is to say, Lord, if that is you, let me come to you walking on water. I'm telling you, we can. We can walk on water. Peter proved that to us in the Bible. We can do it if we get out of the boat. Now, you've all seen the pictures of uh, Jesus walking on the water, and it was a nice little calm day out there. And the water looked like a mirror, and he was just walking across there, and Peter maybe sinking in there. Guess what? That ain't the way the Bible puts it. In Matthew chapter 14, it says the disciples were in trouble far away from the land. These were fishermen. These were expert fishermen, the best of the best. And they was in trouble for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Now, that's the way it is when you say, here am I, Lord, use me. There's going to be heavy waves. There's going to be times that we, we get in trouble and we just don't know what to do. But. Just like Peter, if we're out there walking on the water, Jesus will be right there with us to pick us up and get our feet back where they need to be. Three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. Guess what? Even waves were crashing. I mean, they were, it looked like the perfect storm out there. There was waves out there, but Jesus was on top of the waves. He was walking on the water. He is reaching out to us. And if we step out of the boat, we can walk on water. Jesus spoke to them and said, Jesus is speaking to you right now. And saying, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. What's God calling you to do today? I bet he spoke to many, many, many of us over the years to do something. And we just haven't, mm, that's not me. Can't be me. I'm not capable. You're looking at a person that is not capable right here. I'm it. So Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come walking on the water. And Jesus 
said, come. That's what we got to do. Say, God, if this is really you, call me. And he's saying, come. Do what I've called you to do. Whatever it is, do what he says. Second Chronicles uh, 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Is your heart loyal to him? Yes, it is. Let's do what he says to do. Well, what if I fail, right? That was my thought, thinking way back in 2000. I thought, I can't do this. I mean, what if I fail? People will think I'm nuts. They'll think I'm crazy. They'll laugh at me, whatever. What if I fail? You got to turn that coin over and say, what if I succeed? What if I succeed? Wonder how many people that will be touched and changed by what we're doing if we succeed in what God has called us to do. Thousands, maybe who knows what, what God can do. I know this. This week, I've got uh, a call from a, a guy up in Alaska, and he'd gotten saved listening to the RCDs up there in Alaska. That's what we can do. Uh, got a call yesterday. Me and Linda was open out running shopping, and, and uh, I got a phone call, and she went in the store, so I just stayed out there and talked to this guy, and, and he, he told me that... Uh, he said, you remember me? And I said, uh, well, no. <laughs> I talked to a lot of guys, a lot of gals. He said, well, uh, you met, I met you back in 2002 at a truck stop. And I said, okay. And then he went on to tell me that he, I gave him some uh, cassette tapes then, and he'd listened to them, and he got saved. And he'd been on my mailing list ever since. He was uh, friends with Jackie Bolin, another chaplain that we work with. And he'd stayed in touch with him, and Jackie had been supplying him tapes and CDs ever since 2002. And uh, he said, uh, God has spoke to me, and he said, I want to continue doing, helping you in your ministry, but he said, I need to help you more. He said, I need to start tithing to your ministry. He said, I'm on the road all week long. I don't get to go to church. He said, from now on, you're going to be my church, and I'm going to tithe to you. So God, it, God supplies our needs, and he speaks to people every day, just like in the ice house. Sometimes you just got to be still and know that God is speaking to you. And when he speaks to you, you got to do what he says. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. God has got benefits that he wants to load each and every one of us up with if we'll just listen and do what he says. You know, when people stop dreaming, people start dying. When churches stop dreaming, churches start dying. Pastor Lee has got a vision. He's got a dream. And all we got to do is get behind him and let him lead us. And if God speaks to you for a a vision or a dream of a ministry, then you got to go with that and bring it to Pastor Lee and let him make it part of this church right here. You know, uh, another question I get asked a lot is people ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? I mean, I've got so much going on, I, I don't even understand it myself. And uh, I always tell everybody, I don't know what I'm doing. I just do it. I just do what God tells me to do, and that's, it just seems to work. I don't know how that happens, but I know God's in control. And uh, I got thinking about that. There's a scripture in the Bible, uh, let's see, where's it at? John chapter 6, I believe, about uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And uh, they was trying to figure out how in the world we're going to feed all these people. 
And Jesus said, uh, feed them. And they said, all we got is up. There's a little boy here that's got uh, two fish and five loaves, I believe it was. And Jesus said, bring it to me. We're that little boy. We don't have enough to feed, do anything that God is calling us to do. But if we place it in the hands of the master, it becomes a miracle. We'll have more, not only all that we need, we'll have more than enough. More than enough. God has more than enough for each and every one of us. If we will just step out of the boat and say, here am I, use me. I'll give you the secret to a successful ministry. You ready? This is the secret, so don't let it leave this room. Start where you're at, use what you got, and do what you can. That's it. Just start where you're at, use what you got, and do what you can. And let God do all the rest. God will do all the heavy lifting if we'll just say, here am I, use me. Don't give up, don't quit, run the race, and finish the race. Just like Team Hoyt, don't quit. That race that you've seen, they didn't finish last. You've seen them pass a runner right there at the end, but they finished the race. Just like that very first race, that five-mile race, if they would have went to the block and turned around and come back, there would have been no more races. That would have been it, but they didn't quit. They didn't give up. They went on. We can do all things through Christ. He will give us what we need. I uh, got a message from my friend down in Texas the other day, uh, Jim Davenport. I'm going to close with this. And... Uh, he told me, he said, have you ever seen this in the Bible? Uh, Psalms uh, 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. Yeah. Between them is chapter 118, verse 8. That's the very center of the Bible. The very center of the Bible. A lot of you just probably already know this. There's 594 scriptures, uh, verses before there, before that. And there's 594 verses after that. The very center of the Bible. So if you're looking for directions for your life, go to the center of God's Word and you'll find it. 118 verse 8 says, It's better to trust in the Lord than to have confidence in man. If we'll just put our trust in God and let Him lead us to where He wants us to go, we can do all things. So, today... The altars are open. It's up to you. What are you going to do with this uh, man called Jesus that's been speaking to you to do something? Come up here to the altars, pray, turn it over to him. Let Pastor Lee and Robin pray with you. I'll pray with you. Whosoever. But I know God is speaking to us. He's got plans for each and every one of us and each and plans for us as a church. We can do what God is calling us to do. Pastor. Did you receive something this morning? I hope you did. As a young greenhorn we call him. Beginner preacher. Been preaching a long time, but Brother Phil, you've pastored, beginner pastor. I used to uh, judge and be harsh on myself that if people weren't shouting and amen and doing Jericho marches, uh, then I must be missing something, you know. But uh, a seasoned pastor, a mentor of mine still, he said to me, he said, Son, when they're the quietest, they're usually listening the most intently.
So I really believe today you've received it and your heart's received it. Can you say a loud amen now? That I've received what the word has been given. And I'm going to cover my seed and I'm going to keep it in my heart. And at any time that you, maybe you didn't take notes this morning and you heard it and maybe you kind of, I'm going to tell you, through the week, you forget a lot of it. Just go to our website. Go to trinityag.us and under sermons go. It'll be there by Tuesday, probably Tuesday. It'll be pulled up on our podcast. And uh, tell somebody, say, that wasn't here this morning, say, hey, Trace Atkins was at church speaking Sunday morning. I guarantee you, without looking at Gary, just listening, they'll go, he sure was. I'm telling you, he sounds just like Trace Atkins. Uh, his voice does. So just tell him, hey, Trace Atkins was speaking at church. Really? Yeah, and get them on. Man, they'll be on Facebook in a heartbeat. They'll be right up on our podcast. But this morning, if you're ready to pursue the will of God, if you're ready and you're tired of sitting back, you're tired of, I'm not going to do any more, I'm... I'm, I'm tired. I'm ready. All right, God. All right, God. I've heard it many times from seasoned saints that say, well, I've done my time. I put in the years. Listen, this thing ain't over until you take your last breath. Amen. And so uh, hear me when I say this this morning. That word is for you. And you got to say, I'm, I've, I've talked myself out of doing the things for the Lord. If it's just standing at that door and greeting people with a smile, I'm telling you, you are doing something powerful for the Lord in this ministry and in your life by greeting people, shaking a hand, handing them a bulletin, and saying, it's good to see you today. Praying for them during the week. Doing your very best. So if you're ready to pursue God in a, in a stronger, more depth, would you just stand to your feet this morning? You're ready. Say, I'm pursuing God. And I, I want to pursue the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. Today, I'm pursuing, I'm running after the Lord. You may not even know what it is that the Lord's called you to do. You may not even have an inkling of what it is that you fit in this thing called the body of Christ. But I want you to know, if you have a willing heart, just as he said, get out of the boat and start walking on water. That itself is a lot. Amen. Father, we thank you today for your people. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Chaplain Gary's word today, God, that we can, if we get out of the boat and start pursuing you. And God, just like Abraham, he did not waver. He did not give up on faith. And Lord, his faith was counted unto him as righteousness. And so, Lord, today, our faith today, as we stand here today, we pray that we leave here with a new unction, a new zeal. We may not know exactly what it is and where it is that we fit in the the body of Christ right now. We may not understand all of this, but we have a want to. And if we have a want to, God, you'll give us the the go-to and we'll get to the same place that you want us to be. We give you thanks, Lord. I thank you for every person that's here today. I pray that you bless their families, bless their children. And Lord, if there's one here today that is wavering, Maybe, God, they're away from you. Maybe, who knows? Only you know the heart of man. I pray right now that they would not go to sleep tonight before calling your name and saying, Jesus, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to pursue you again. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of being cold and indifferent. I'm tired of allowing the hurts in the world. I'm tired of the hurts that I've allowed in my lives to my life to get me bitter and to keep me away from you today although you can resolve it and did you know in a moment in just a minute in just that simple prayer 
God can melt your heart and he can take out what we heard earlier, a stony heart, and give you a heart of flesh once again. And God, we just thank you for this day. Bless our week. Be with us and let us remember that we are our neighbor and our co-worker and our family's uh, gospel that they read. And we're representatives for you. And we give you thanks and all the glory. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Up heart inside a raging storm. The word is angered, cause Satan has declared a war. I'll fight this battle, Lord, because you're worth fighting for. I pledge my undying love to you. You died for me, though I lived a shameful life Grace has set me free So I'm honored to struggle, Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for There's sin inside my heart, the battle's deep within It's trying to control me, spirit and flesh at war I'll take up the sword of truth, because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life, grace has set me free. So I'm honored to struggle, Lord, cause even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for. It was by your stripes that I was healed For this mighty army you will build I'll fight this battle, Lord, cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Set me free So I'm honored To struggle, Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free I'm honored to struggle, Lord, 
Leiden all go through stuff. And the way we get through it, the way I get through it, is I call out to the Lord. And I ask Him for His mercy and for His grace. But to do that, I feel that we need to be right with the Lord. That we need to be serving Him. And we can't pay Him back for anything He's done for us. But if we ask Him into our heart, into our soul, that's, that's what He wants. He wants a relationship with you, driver. And it's so easy to do is just call out to him and say, Lord, I trust in you. I need you in my life. I have sinned, and I ask forgiveness for these sins. And I know that you went to the cross for me. So, Father, I cry out to you today that the things that are going through my life that you'll help me with and lead and guide me because your word says I get my strength from you. So, drivers, if you prayed that simple prayer and asked Jesus into your life, Give us a call here at Channel 21 Ministries at 615-663-3199 or give Gary Rayburn a call. My phone number is 618-383-2107. We would love to pray with you. We'd love to send you free CDs to help you out there on that old lonesome road. I was lonesome Lost and afraid Traveling down Sin's endless highway I came to the crossroads of life With my burdens of pain and strife From on my knees of for me for now I can clearly see Jesus Christ precious Lamb of Calvary whose grace and mercy covered me on that night the storm of my life Lonely darkness haunting my soul Heart of stone Thought I was alone Yet he stood there right next to me From on my Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and mercy covered me
baptized my soul He made my heart clean as pure snow He took the darkness from my night Filled me with His eternal light From on my knees a miracle for me For now I can clearly see Jesus Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and mercy covered me From on my knees a miracle for me For now I can clearly see Jesus Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary Grace and mercy covered me, whose grace and mercy covered me. Drivers, my friend. Gary Rayburn has a song and testimony called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And just like Gary Rayburn, if you said that prayer, then you've got a testimony. So let's go to the foot of the tree. Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go 
Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. And I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. But I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.